0: Get Real with Coach Dave Taylor I'm your host Dave Taylor here on the last day of October, Halloween 2016 You know, just in upon reflection, Halloween used to be a great time for me as a kid And I'm sure a lot of you listening, it was the same way um, Because of the way things are in our world today um, It's not the same it's just the way our society is now It's all about violence and pain And you can't trust anybody And you don't want to go trick-or-treating There's some weirdos out there you Gotta check the candy I remember when I used to go trick-or-treating And I'd be loaded Those are great days But that's the world we live in The world we live in now Is just a disgusting mess It really is We need someone to come around That's uh That could save humanity. This presidential race is a disgusting mess. I mean, Hillary is as bad as it gets, man. It really is. I just wish we had some form of leadership. Every senator, every congressman, they're all screwballs. They're all just wackos. Uh, They're selfish. In it for themselves. I, I can't stand any of them. Politics in this country has just gone uh, to the depths. As bad as Barack Obama might be, as far as he's kind of weak, he's soft. That's something that really gets on my nerves because I'm, you know, I'm an athlete. I'm trying to coach young kids and I'm trying to teach them to be aggressive and confident and and strong. And all around them is is just soft. Everything around them is soft and weak. Parents will say things like, "Oh, we don't say no in our house. You know just it's just soft. It's wrapping their kids in bubble wrap basically before they go out to school to make sure they don't get hurt It's just a it's just a bad environment. It's just an environment that prepares you to fail. It really does. They never teach you how to get up. You never fall, so you never have to get up. Your parents just, like I said, they bubble wrap you to the point where when you fall, you just bounce back up, never learning how to get up on your own. It's something that needs to be addressed. And you would think that team sports would kind of help you with that. And back in my days, you know, there was no better gladiator then the American football player. Now, yeah, that, there, there's a lot that came with that. You know, you look at Marvin Webster. That's not Marvin. That was a basketball player. But there's a lot of football guys that were just jacked up, and but they were gladiators. Mike Webster, thank you. They were gladiators. I mean, they really were. This is a big controversy now, you know, with with the concussions and all that. Um, If someone said to me, hey, you can play quarterback in the NFL and make $25 million a year. You might be able to play quarterback for 12 years making roughly, on average, 20 mil a year. But you're going to get some concussions. Your body's going to be a little beat up. You might have some repercussions from those concussions. Would you do it? For me, I would say yes. There's others that would say no, then don't play. It, it's not complicated. The sport has been doing quite well. Now, yes, there are some players that have had repercussions and long-term injuries and CTS. Is that what it's called? Something you know. There, there, there are those instances, but you know that going in. For those guys, you know, the question is, do you want to play football and live a great life until you're 50, die at a relatively early age, you know, before you're 60, make roughly $200 million, and never have a real job? Or would you rather grind it out like every other citizen, struggling through life, making 75000 a year, and live until you're 75? It's almost like, and I know this is getting a little absurd, but it's to me it's like saying, listen, my son joined the uh, Army, and then he got shot. I don't think that's right. I don't think my son should join the Army and then be killed. So is there something we could do about that? Can my son join the Army and not have to go fight wars? I mean, when you sign up for the military – There are some things you understand Your life might be over at 30 Your life might be over at 22 Join the National Football League You know your life Might Be damaged Maybe you have to take better care of yourself Maybe you have to be more prepared Cam Newton is scared now I'd be all over him. I would just pound him into oblivion and see how much he cries. In in our society here in the United States, there were not many gladiators. Gladiators were like maybe heavyweight boxers and football players. But now, uh, like everything else in our society, we have just gotten extremely soft. Extremely soft. So Cam Newton is upset. And ever since he got that that concussion, he has been freaking out. Cam is all worried now. doesn't feel safe. Tired of cheap shots. It's really taking the fun out of the game for me. At times, I don't even feel safe. I mean, uh, okay. Enough is enough. I plan on talking to Commissioner Goodell about this. It's not fun. And I don't know what I have to do. Uh Retire. News that the breaking point came in the second half of the Panthers' victory over Arizona. We took a hard shot to the knees. Play happened on a third and goal from Arizona's two-yard line. Defensive tackle Campbell came in low as Newton released an incomplete pass to Philly Brown. I could have torn an ACL. That was the breaking point for me. Newton was on the ground for longer than usual as Carolina and Arizona players checked on him. When he got up, he took his case to the official and got in the face of at least one Arizona player. Newton used the words bull crap and horse crap in reference to his conviction that officials aren't making calls when he's hit in the pocket. Newton said other quarterbacks in the league get those calls more often. I showed a lot of frustration today, and I apologize to the referee I was talking to. But I don't think there's a person that can go through what I go through and keep their head. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Hits to the head, that's one thing. But when you're not protected in the pocket, that's another thing. It became the story of my life ever since I came in. It's always, oh, we missed that. I'm sorry. That's bull crap. Okay. Uh, Here's the answer, Cam. Retire. Hey, man, that's my life motto. He says it's taking the fun out of the game. That's when I retire. If you're not having fun, retire. Give up the money. Give up the fame. Give up the dap. Then you won't have to whine and cry anymore about how everyone's treating you unfairly, and you could just simply ride off into the sunset. The one thing about football players is they were gladiators. They were warriors. Of all the NFL players that have played, what's the percentage of them that that end up being damaged? Irrectively. I mean, just, just damaged without any recourse. Percentage is pretty small. CTE Hey that's a serious thing I'm not joking about that I'm not saying that's a weak thing to have to go through I mean that's traumatic What's the actual word? Chronic Traumatic encephalopathy, or something like that Easier to say CTE What's the percentage? I mean I, I don't know I think there's like maybe on record Maybe Let's go high and say 20, 20 players have had it. Junior Seau most recently. And it's sad. But Junior Seau was a warrior. He provided for his family. He really, he knew what he was getting into when he, when he got into the game. I think it's just another overreaction by a politically correct soft country. I mean, they're making the rule changes and the going to the head and all that. And that. I, I'm okay with that. But we're getting – we're bordering on, on the insane now. We're bordering on making it touch football. We really are. And, and it's a big complaint by everybody. But I don't mind, uh, you know, the, the hitting a defenseless receiver in the head, those kind of things. But Cam Newton's really whining. Now, he's just looking for calls. Obviously, he just wants some calls. They he'll get some calls. But what you need to do in the NFL, and I don't understand why they don't do this. I mean, again, it's just politically incorrect. I, I would make every NFL player sign a waiver. I mean, that's the way we have to do everything in this world now. Here's your waiver. Um, I play this sport willingly knowing that there is a possibility that I could be damaged for life. I could become paralyzed which happens on the rare occasion. I could end up with CTE. I could have bad knees and hips and, and all kinds of injuries for the rest of my life. But I play this sport willingly, understanding those facts, and accepting the fact that I might get paid 50 times what a normal human being gets paid. And i would take that risk. And if you are not willing, then you retire. There's been many players that have retired. No one is forcing you to play this game. You know, as a sports fan my entire life, I consider myself a professional sports fan. I mean, I've been watching sports since I was five years old, man. Almost every sport has gone soft, And that's kind of the way society goes with more technology and more excitement in the world and all this stuff. You're going to get softer. But the only sport I can really say, I don't think baseball and I don't think hockey have changed that much. Now, hockey is still a brutal sport. And they are concerned about concussions and all that, but they haven't gone to the level that the NFL has. But we're going to talk about the other sports too. In my opinion, sports need an overhaul. Wouldn't you like to just have – I think that's why Trump has been somewhat successful in winning the nomination. Because I think we in this country are just tired of it. We're just tired of the lies, the deceit, the weakness, the softness. we got to worry about what ISIS thinks. Hey, we could kill everybody in ISIS. The entire ISIS organization will be destroyed, eliminated, and dead. But, upon destroying ISIS, we might kill 112 innocent people. We would never do it. We'd be like, oh, yeah, we can't do that. No, we can't. No, that's that's not right. Then what you don't realize is you saved 112 lives. But by ISIS remaining... They have murdered and killed 3,000 a month. Could you imagine D-Day? Could you imagine a world war where we have to go and take troops and, and this country would be done? We, Our military, as great as it is, is depleted. Because there's not that many tough guys around willing to do that. I want to watch this new war movie that came out by, uh, I think it was Mel Gibson did it, where the guy doesn't have a gun. That's going to be interesting. Comes out, we're going to have all the military men running around saying, I don't want to carry a gun. I'm here to help people, not hurt people. I mean... But as a sports fan, I have seen our great sports just go down, to, down the tubes. Okay, let me tell you something about the NFL. Let, let's go into fixing each one. I mean, we don't have to get into the NFL scoreboard too much. The games are good. The Dallas game was good. Philly choked it. The Raiders are as, 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 as good as they're playing at 6-2. and two, They are inept on uh, the penalty side of it. Falcons had a great game against the Packers. That was a fun game. Broncos beat the Chargers. Panthers won over the over the uh Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are done. Told you I never liked them. I don't see anybody touching New England. The Browns are a mess. Lions choke. Seahawks are in trouble. I don't think they're very good. Raiders and Broncos next week will be fun in Oakland. That'll be a great game. Redskins Bengals tied. Chiefs look solid but they're they're not a contender. But they really beat the tar out of Indianapolis at home. Indys in trouble. I'll get into that a little bit about how I fix the NFL and what's wrong with it. But when you look at the NFC, I mean, I, I, Minnesota, I like, but they're going to have to prove something to me. They play another bad team tonight. Home field advantage is going to be huge. But it looks like a collision course between Dallas and Minnesota, and they do play each other. Five six weeks down the road, I think I think they play each other. Maybe not. Yeah, they do. December first at Minnesota, Dallas at Minnesota. That that that's huge. But Dallas and Minnesota look like they're on a crash course. I think you have to be worried about. You know, I think Seattle, Atlanta, Green Bay. Seattle's going to win the NFC West. Atlanta wins the NFC South, although they're only a game up on Tampa and New Orleans, but or a game and a half. But I do think Atlanta wins that division. Minnesota wins the NFC North, and Dallas wins the NFC East. Then you're looking at the wild cards. I believe it will be Green Bay. And then, I don't know. Green Bay and maybe Philly, but I think Philly and the Giants and the Redskins all beat each other up. Therefore, a wild card could be a team like in Arizona. Someone that just plays a very weak division. In the AFC, it, it's there's nothing to talk about. I still think Denver barely comes through. Well, that's a tough division. Denver, Oakland, Kansas City, and the bad team is San Diego. And they're pretty solid. AFC South is a disaster. Houston wins that. I think Pittsburgh wins the AFC North. And then the Patriots card. Wild card's is going to be either – I think Kansas City is going to be a wild card, and it could be Oakland. It's not going to be out of the AFC South. It could be Cincinnati. But is anyone going to touch New England? Really? I think the only team that has a chance is a healthy Pittsburgh team. You know, maybe Denver, if Denver can get home field. But I I think the Patriots are on a mission. You're not touching them. Horrible game tonight, Minnesota-Chicago. I mean, horrible. The NFL does not have a dominant team outside of New England. The ratings are down, apparently, and I'm going to touch on that. In the NFL, you see a lot of mistakes. Let me tell you why the NFL is hard to watch. You know, when you watch sports, if you watch sports like uh, Bell, which is Australian Football League, you know, when you watch other sports, even soccer, the the, the action is constant. The NFL has, and baseball too, but the NFL has an amazing problem, a massive problem in penalties. The game is hard to watch. I don't think I can watch an NFL game live all the way through. I don't think I can do that. I have... That's why I watch multiple games. I have to watch something else. It's a Super Bowl or a playoff game. I record it. And then I watch it like two hours after the game starts. Because of the breaks, the commercials, and the penalties. The penalties are ridiculous. If this sport cannot play... Without an error-free game, if you have to call, throw 50 flags per game, I mean, it is unbearable. You watch an NFL game, and if you're bored one day, just sit at home and write down how many snaps there are in the game and then do the ratio of penalties. There is a penalty thrown one every three plays minimum. Minimum. You watch an NFL game and it is disgusting. It is like on every good play, you have to wait a minute to see if there's a flag. There is a flag on every third play. There's a big 60 yard run holding. There's a big 30 yard run offsides. There's a big 30 yard run delay of game. I just. There's so many penalties. Two-minute motion. Tight end, not covered up. You know, if the rules are that complicated, let's lighten up the rules, man. Get rid of some of these dumbass rules. Tight end, not covered up. Two-minute motion. Illegal man downfield. Holding, holding, holding. Holding, holding, holding. I mean, I can't watch a game. So what I end up doing then is watching it and then fast-forwarding through it. Now I'm watching my Sunday football. Don't get me wrong. I love watching Sunday football, but I have all games on at once. So during these penalties, I can just kind of flip around. I can watch every game. Like, imagine trying to be someone new coming into the sport and trying to learn. Like, I just learned how the AFL works. Not hard to follow. I mean, it is, but it's not. And the action is continuous. And there's some penalties. I'm like, what was that? But there's, like, maybe eight penalties you could possibly have. In the NFL, there's, like, 875 penalties that are possible on novice. Now, you know how I know this? So I had a gal with me and she's new to the sport and trying to explain it to her, it's impossible. Okay, yeah, you can't you can't have you know you can't have somebody that covers up the tight end. What does that mean? Oh don't don't even get me started. Uh illegal motion. get I, 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 illegal formation, yeah, yeah, I uh I can't explain that to you. Holding. Yeah, you know. You can call it whenever you want. Some referees and umpires call it a lot more than others. It's just every player's holding, defensive holding, illegal contact, false start, encroachment. I mean, <laughs> unnecessary roughness, intentional grounding. Can I explain that to somebody? Well, it's legal if you run out of the pocket and you throw it near the starting near, near the line of scrimmage. But if you just throw it away, and then she asked me this great question well, how does the umpire know if you really threw it away or if you just made a bad pass? It's like, well, hey, umpires are geniuses. Tripping, crack back block. And if you're, if you're putting it, it's a guarantee. Pushing the back. I mean, do these guys ever practice that you're not supposed to push someone in the back? Holding, pushing the back, running into the kicker, roughing the kicker. Roughing the passer. Why does he slide like that? What does that mean? Oh, you can't touch him. But besides head first, you can't. I mean, the NFL has some major problems. They have to get their referees to shut up and calm down. And just call the really obvious. And I do think they should be able to review penalties. I don't think that's even – I don't think that's a problem. People are like, oh, it slows the game down even more. First of all, the replays slow the game down already. You don't add any challenges. You just expand what you can challenge. I still get three challenges. So if I want to challenge a pass interference and I get found uh, the call stands, then I lose. I I, I lose the uh, challenge. I lose the timeout. We're not. I'm not saying expand the the. I hear people on the NFL today, and I hear people on all these different NFL broadcasts and and studio shows saying that, you know, you should do it, but add a penalty. You could you would you could uh, dispute penalties, but you have to add one for the last two minutes. No, no. Here. You don't, you don't expand the challenges. You say, okay, you get three challenges per game, and you can now challenge penalties. If you want to challenge offsides, if you want to challenge a hold, if you want to challenge a pass interference, if you want to challenge a, a blow to the head, then go for it. It's not going to delay the game anymore because they would challenge it anyways on something else, on a catch or a non-catch or out-of-bounds or inbounds or the game any longer than it already is. And it might make the game better because hopefully the referees will now say, wow, they're going to challenge this. If they can challenge it, maybe I won't call it." it. The NFL's got a major problem. I don't know how they can't figure this out. It's not complicated. How come I can figure it out? Try and watch an NFL game from beginning to end and just sit there. It's like it's just a million penalties. The games last four hours. It's just too much. And and if and if the referees are calling all the right penalties, then let's 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 cut back on the penalties. Let's cut back on the rules. Dumb ones. Some of those that we really don't care about. Like covering up a tight end. I mean, some of these, just who cares? And so if that makes the game harder to decipher and harder to figure out, so be it. Hard to watch. You know what else about the NFL? Uh, The kickers really suck. There's like six good ones. It is unbelievable to me. You're watching the Redskins, 34-yarder. Shank. Extra point. Shank. Seattle and Arizona. Shank. Shank. People can't make a 30-yard field goal. 50-yarders, okay, maybe. That is all you do for a living. Tell me you can't find 32 people in the United States or in foreign countries, that can kick a football. You can't find 32 guys. You know, I find it hard to believe. You're going to pay me $5 million a year, and I'm not going to have hardly any contact. All I have to do is go out there and kick this ball. You give me 365 days to train. I could do it it's the same thing now there might be wind and there might be things like that you have to battle through and those are excusable if you miss it last year in the playoffs minnesota shank so uh i think new england missed an extra point at denver i just don't know how you cannot be a great every other sport it's tough man you know, you're going up against an opponent or you got to hit a baseball or you got to make a jump shot. I mean, those are hard things to do. Kicking a football, that is all I do. There's no variability here. Now, if it's a bad snap or something like that. I can't control that. But, I mean, if the snap is good, I don't know how I miss. I don't know, man. Kickers are a mess. Power in the league That's another big problem There's no stars in the league There's no more Peyton Manning Your stars in the NFL now are basically Tom Brady And Gronkowski I love Wilson but he's not a star Cam Newton people would say But more people hate Cam Newton Than like him People hate Tom Brady Because of his excellence They hate Cam Newton because he's a loser and a whiner. Did he lose the Super Bowl? Did you see that interview after he lost the game? Did you see his interview? He pouts, he moans, he complains, he throws people under the bus. Now he's getting hit too much. It's not fun anymore. Then shut your stupid mouth if it's not fun and give up the money. That slappy's not giving up that money. Are you kidding me? All the sports. is is that's why the ratings are down no more Peyton Manning there's just no longer there is there that star or rivalry the wide receivers are morons Julio Jones could be a star I like him he's not he doesn't act like a moron has yes, Bryant's an idiot But the reason why the ratings are down is because the games are boring, number one. There's a lot of bad teams, number two. Too many flags, number three. Too many rules, number four. I mean, and then the refereeing is just hideous. Some of these calls are just random. There was a big call in the, uh, gosh, what game was it? I mean, I watch every game, so it gets rather confusing. But it was late, and they called an offensive pass interference, and it didn't look like it was a, it was offensive pass interference at all. It, it was the Bengals Redskins. That's the game. Garcon made a little down and in, and it looked like he pushed, and he didn't, and the referee just threw the flag. See, that's my point. Like, the referees are looking to throw flags. Like, that's all they are looking for. Now I know that's their job. It it kind of sounds stupid. But if it's close, they're going to throw it. When in reality, they shouldn't throw a flag unless it's obvious. That would save the game. Six penalties a game. And it would save the fans. But the way the, the, the referees are now, if it looks like a penalty, whether it is or not, I'm throwing it. Carson ran down the field. The defensive back kind of got just off his feet and kind of flew backwards. Penalty. How much better would the game be if you let those receivers and uh, corners fight all the way until the ball is thrown, like the good old days? You know, if you're really worried about safety, uh, let's go all the way. Why, why stop at some of these other rules? No more Astro turf. No more tackling. Well, like look at the ratings, NFL tonight has a game: Vikings at Bears. That that is brutal. Jacksonville at Tennessee. That is brutal. Cannot put bad teams on prime time. And I know they're saying everybody has to be treated equal. Everybody needs to have one game on national TV. That that's stupid. I like the Barclays Premier League soccer. When you suck, you get kicked out of the league. That's the best. Usually the Thursday night and the Monday night games are a hideous mess. And you wonder why the ratings are down. Atlanta at Tampa. That's a survivable game. Julio Jones, a little bit of star power. Winston overrated. Next Monday night, you got Bills at Seahawks. Maybe. At least they do the Sunday night game. That's always the best game. Next week, Broncos at Raiders. That'll be a fun game. But there's a lot of games. How about this one next week? Cowboys at Cleveland. Yeah. That should be fun. Now we'll move on. Well, in in, in college football, it's the same thing. But it's not as bad. There's not as many penalties. It's still the same problem. Too many penalties. Some of these games just go on for decades. Some of these, uh, I think the ACC fined Florida State $20,000 for ripping the refs. Pitt got fined for ripping the refs. They they should. Fisher called a fourth quarter penalty for blocking below the waist, cowardly, gutless, and wrong. He him to fine for criticizing ACC officials after his team lost thirty-seven to thirty-four Saturday night. Then the then their sideline was flagged for a sportsmanlike conduct for arguing the call. Then the other guy who gets fined, Narduzzi from Pitt, I believe. He was upset over a passing interference call and then non-calls throughout his team's 39-36 loss to Virginia Tech. Just too many penalties. A block in the back, and it wasn't a good call. Listen to this. 1st Fisher referred to the call as a chop block, but it was called an illegal block below the waist on the field. According to the rule book, here we go. The rule book after the ball has left the tackle box, all players are allowed to block below the waist only if the force of the initial contact is directed from the front. There's a great rule for you. Replay showed that the fullback appeared to block Clemson, uh, the Clemson safety from the side. I like what Fisher said, though. It was ridiculous. It was not a chop. It was not a chop. I will tell you what. You hold coaches accountable. You hold players accountable. Hold the damn officials accountable. It is garbage. And then they call another penalty on the sideline is even more garbage. It's cowardly, gutless, and wrong. They could take it. Do whatever they want to do with that. That's a fact. Look at the film. It's ridiculous what they it's ridiculous that they do that. That was a huge call in the game. Now still had chances to win the game after that, but that was ridiculous and the guy wasn't even in position to make the call. (laughs) He's right. Too many calls, man. It's a great game. You make a great play, and then you call something that's iffy. If it's obvious, if it's an obvious grab, an obvious hold, an obvious chop block, then we're okay with that. But when it's not, and you call it anyways, it's like you're looking to make calls. It's not about you, man. It's not about the refs. It's like they're looking for game time. They're looking to be stars. I I don't know, man. Some of these officials just got to calm down. The, The NFL and college football is going down the tubes because of these flags. So Alabama looks good, obviously. Michigan looks really good. The the playoffs are pretty much done. Alabama's in. Even if they lose one. Whoever wins between Michigan and Ohio State, they're in. Clemson is now in. And I don't think they deserve to be. And they should have lost to NC State. But they missed a couple, like, 10-yard field goals. Clemson has Syracuse, Pitt, Wake Forest, and South Carolina. Then they'll play probably North Carolina in the uh, ACC championship game. Should be a no-brainer. Cal... Their toughest game is going to be USC at home and maybe at Washington State. Washington State's playing better, and that's a rivalry game. 6-2, and two, and I believe they're 5-0. Oh. I mean, Washington and Washington State are both undefeated. Stanford, Cal, Oregon, Oregon State, all in trouble. Colorado's in charge. Utah 4-2, USC 4-2. USC has Oregon and then at Washington, at UCLA, and then Notre Dame. I mean, USC, as bad as they're playing, they could really go nuts here and, and have the upset of the year. They have the athletes. They're capable. But that game's at Washington. You would think USC gets blown out. So you're looking at a Washington maybe looking down the road. Washington-Colorado Pac-12 championship. Possibly a Washington-Utah rematch. I think Louisville doesn't deserve to be in that discussion. Texas A&M won. I told you West Virginia would lose. They did. Told you Baylor would lose. They did. So the undefeated teams are the top four. Alabama has a tough game. They, They got a tough schedule now. Even though they're not as good as they used to be. The teams are playing are not as good as they used to be. They still have to play at LSU. That's a big game. And then Auburn. Those are going to be tough games. I thought Auburn was going to lose this week, and I was wrong. And this Michigan at Ohio State game is going to be awesome. I got an email asking me who I thought was going to be in the championship. I told you Nebraska was going to lose, and they did, and they're going to lose a couple more. But it really comes down to there's only six teams. Texas A&M is highly ranked, but uh, they shouldn't be in the discussion. And they have nobody left on their schedule except LSU. But there's only six teams that are, are playing for four spots. Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, Clemson, Washington, Louisville. And Louisville should have lost some games in the mix. Louisville has nobody on their schedule. They thought Houston. Houston's not even ranked. That'll be a good game. It'll be Houston's Super Bowl. But they have Boston College, Wake Forest, Kentucky. Kentucky's not bad. But come on, man. So in college football, you really only have four games. Or six teams, and there's like three games left. Three games left that matter. This LSU game might be on the fringe of that. UCLA and Colorado Thursday night's going to be a big game for Colorado. UCLA, what a disappointment. Maybe the most disappointing team in all of college football. Boise State lost, they're not undefeated anymore. But, you know, looking down the road, Air Force Army is going to be a fun game for me. Navy, Notre Dame, you know me. I love those games. Maryland at Michigan, blowout. Syracuse at Clemson, blowout. Other games that matter. Kansas at West Virginia, blowout. Penn face number 20 now. The big game is obviously Alabama-LSU. And then there's going to be Nebraska at Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State's not playing well. They barely beat Northwestern. But they'll be up for the Nebraska game. Ohio State loses again. They're done. Both at night. 8 o'clock on ABC, 8 o'clock on CBS. That's kind of rare. That both games are late. The three thirty slots are pretty weak. Usually, there's a good three thirty game. Uh, not this week. So you can go out and do your thing. I think I'm gonna go to Sneaker Con in New York, and then I'll be able to come back in time to watch those games. So college football is ho hum until the uh, evening. Wisconsin at Northwestern. Northwestern could beat them. That's at noon. Louisville at Boston College, blowout. Although Louisville never blows anybody out, it seems like, unless it's Florida State. Vanderbilt at Auburn should be a blowout. Texas A&M at Mississippi State, they could lose that. Okay, now let's move on to baseball. Let me – first of all, I'm shocked that Cleveland's up three games to two. Second of all, I still think the Cubs win it. Arrieta almost threw a no-header in game two. He's pitching game six. So it's going to come down to game seven, where the only pitcher the Indians have in Kluber – and I don't know who he's going to go up against. I guess it's going to be Hendricks. Which you know, Hendricks is is Cy Young Award possibility. Pretty good game seven on Wednesday. There's no way that Tomlin out pitches Arianna. It's it's not going to happen. So there will be a game seven. But let me tell you my opinion of what's going on in the baseball. Have you been watching it? First of all, the Fox broadcast needs to be needs to get better. Buck is dangerously close to becoming a drama queen. That's what hurt Brent Musburger as an announcer. He's starting to become overly dramatic. He needs to calm down and just do like Vince Scully would do. But if you're watching the games, am I wrong in thinking that the umpires are hideous? They get about, they're about 70% on making balls or strikes. It, it is unpredictable. You have no idea what that guy's going to call. And I know there was something on uh, Real Sports with Brian Gumbel. I think it was Real Sports that did it this last month where um, they had a discussion about getting rid of the umpire. And it's been done in certain leagues. It needs to be seriously considered. The umpires are getting worse. You don't need them. And people are going to say, Listen, man, that's your tradition. That's part of the game. You know what else was was tradition? No replay. Remember that? You know what else was tradition? American League doesn't play National League unless it's the World Series. That was tradition. Where's that at now? Don't talk to me about tradition. You know what else was tradition? Uh, The the, the All-Star Game did not determine who got home field advantage. You know what else was tradition? Not having a wild card team. Just division champions. You know what else was tradition? Two leagues. Two divisions per league. If you're going to give me that tradition argument, well, that goes out the window. It's about what's best for the game. And these umpires are hideous. You don't need them. The game would be faster, more consistent, and you can't argue. You'd be able to argue with the computer. You put the square box up, you had touched the box at all with any part of the ball, strike. And it's instantaneous. Either they can, it can, it can, uh, give like a buzzer feel or something to the umpire who makes the call, or you just put it on the scoreboard. But the players wouldn't be able to complain because it's going to be consistent. Every game I've watched of this world series, there has been really bad umpiring. And the pitchers are losing their minds and the batters don't know what's going on. And it's just hard to watch. And on the ESPN, I mean, on the uh, Brian Gumbel show, they showed that that umpires favor the home team. It's just human nature. It's just enough, man. If you're going to sit there and tell me about tradition, then then get rid of all the other changes that you've made. All the changes baseball has made, you know, with the exception of maybe the interleague, has kind of been good for baseball. Card has been enormously good for baseball. But we have to get rid of the umpires. We have to. Let's do an experiment in spring training. Because the umpires are just bad. If they were good, we wouldn't need it. I mean, they get the plays at first base wrong. The plays at second base, wrong. The only thing they seem to get right is out of bounds or in bounds. Oh, foul ball, that wasn't foul. That's all they get right. They get most of the calls on the bases wrong. Pirates are a hideous, disgusting mess. Another example of sports going down the tubes, and don't get me started on the NBA. The NBA will save for a later day because it's already an hour into this, and I'm already burned out. But the NBA officiating is a disgusting mess. Too many timeouts. I, I thought I was going to get started. Okay, let me just move on. But it, it's hard to watch when I see a guy that throws a perfect strike and they call it the a ball. It's just arbitrary. It's just like, yeah, it, it's, it's really bad. So, like I was telling you before, just sit at home with a notepad and watch the uh, how many flags are thrown. If you watch a baseball game, now Fox does, you know, is trying to do baseball a favor by not putting the box up there. The ESPN would have the box up there during the pitch. And Fox's box looks kind of pathetic. ESPN does a way better box. Just leave the box up there the entire game so we can see how bad these umpires are. If you want to do that you go to baseball you go to the baseball uh app. The At Bat app. It's a great app. And they all they'll have the box up there for every pitch. It's it's almost fifty fifty. So it's uh it's hard to watch. I will touch a little bit on the NBA just to say that Westbrook is, is a beast. He, he's, he's got issues, don't get me wrong. But he he's, I can't wait to see when Oklahoma City goes there. I mean, when uh, Golden State goes there. There's your boy Draymond Green. Just shut your mouth, Draymond. He's getting annoying. Teams are being more physical with us. Teams are trying to punk us. But that's fine. Shut up, man. He's annoying. You know what I did notice when they were guarding? When Phoenix, who you barely beat, uh, they were backing off Draymond Green by like 30 feet. And you know what? You're not going to get a lot of calls for Steph Curry because he falls down on every shot. I mean, come on, man. Durant's a whiner. They're all whiners. That old team is just – they're the new Miami Heat. So the NBA needs a villain. There you go. There's your villain. 3 green. There's a rumor they're trying to bump up the Rockets play the Cavs on Tuesday. And it's going to conflict with game six, but they're not moving the game time. Thibodeau ripped the Timberwolves. I like that. That's why he's a good coach. Mental toughness, physical toughness, emotional toughness, all aspects of it. Every team has two or three primary scores, and they're going to put pressure on you. And you have to respond. It's not any one person's responsibility. It's the entire team's. We have to get tied together and have discipline. Yeah, well, I just talked about that. is too early to talk about. But already, too many timeouts. I'm already burned out of Draymond Green. Any good games today Uh no Very rarely does the NBA Have good games on Sacramento and Atlanta I'll watch tonight Let's see about tomorrow Any good games Uh Orlando Philly <clears throat> Houston at Cleveland <clears throat> Lakers Pacers and <clears throat> I like Sacramento. I mean, there's games I'll watch because I like the teams, but if you're looking at marquee matchups, Golden State of Portland on Tuesday could be good. But that's about it. Nothing else on the radar. Wednesday, let's look at that game. Chicago at Boston, that's not bad. Oklahoma City at the Clippers, that's not bad. There's a couple. You're lucky to get four good games a week. Usually the marquee games are Thursday. So we have Boston at Cleveland, Oklahoma City at Golden State. Those are pretty good games, although it's not at Oklahoma City, but that's going to be good because it's Westbrook-Durant. Friday, Knicks, Chicago, no. Clippers, I mean, uh, Golden State at the Lakers, no. Yeah, Friday looks bad. But there's some decent games this week. I'll give them that. A couple of games on Thursday, a couple of games on Wednesday, and usually ESPN, you would think, would, uh, would be the ones broadcasting that. That's all I have. I'm just been – I'm annoyed. It's getting to the point now where, you know, Cam Newton's philosophy of I'm not having fun anymore. Sometimes watching these games are not fun either. Oh, Wade Phillips in the Broncos game got ran over on the sideline, went to the hospital. Oh, yeah, Norman, I just got a text message. Apparently, Norman from the Redskins, he ripped the refs too. Number 88 field judge. Josh Norman unloaded on the officiating crew, calling for a reprimand of one official in particular. Norman was incensed with third-year field judge Brad Freeman after the Redskins were flagged for 15 penalties. Yeah. I think uh, Oaken had 23 penalties. He was called for four hands-to-the-face penalties. Who's number 88? He sucked. I'll be honest with you. He's terrible. (laughs) Yeah, they are, though. I can't argue it. Pretty much all I've got. Maybe one of the commissioners will listen to the, box, the podcast. Forward it to them, but it is hard to watch. Sports need to need a need a makeover. They really do. All right, that's all I got. Follow me on Twitter at Coach Dave Taylor. Follow me on iTunes. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes if you want to put yourself through that kind of punishment. The podcast is called Get Real with Coach Dave Taylor. You can follow that. Keep the emails coming, Taylor at yahoo.com. It's going to be uh, hitting winter here pretty soon, so be ready. My God, the presidential election is close. That's going to be a disaster. Don't drink and drive, and don't text and drive. Nothing good happens after midnight. Just go home. In the society we live in today, you can't be hanging out at midnight. You just never know. Straight bullets are flying all over the place I'll leave you with a song from I guess it's called Tame Impala I've played it before I like it because it's about being a man We don't have too many of them Not anymore No more gladiators Enjoy the music everybody We'll talk to you at the end of the week Peace <laughs>